So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him. And his father was filled with compassion for him. And he, the father ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am not even worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, go quickly. Bring the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring even the fatted calf and kill it and let's have a feast and a party and celebrate. For this son of mine, this child of mine, this youngin of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and he's now found. So they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. And when he came near the house, he heard music and he heard dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked him, what's going on? Your brother has come home, he replied. And your father has killed the fatted calf because he has because he has come back and safe and he's come back safe and sound. And the older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, look. All these years, I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours, who has squandered your property with prostitutes, he comes home. And you going to kill the fatty calf for him? My son, the father said, you are always with me. And everything I have is yours. But we have to celebrate and be glad. Because this brother of yours was dead and is now alive again. He was lost, and now he's found. Thus far, our scripture. I want you to think with me on the words, lost and don't know it. You can be lost and don't know it. In fact, there are all different kinds of ways of being lost. And here in this parable in the 15th chapter of the book of Luke, Jesus has a message for us this morning that you can be lost 
and not even know it. Jesus was, in fact, always telling parables because parables are a crafty way of talking to people when they don't really want to hear. There's a reason why prophets tell parables. Because when you tell people what they don't want to hear, they are apt to kill you. So Jesus was always speaking in parables because parables, he knew the importance of, of parables and he was careful to speak in them because he knew that sometimes you have to speak in ways where you don't come straight at folks, you got to come around the corner at folks. He spoke in parables because it's dangerous to be a prophet, it's dangerous to be a preacher, it's dangerous uh, uh, because the Bible tells us stories and preachers tell you stories and sermons sometimes tell you stories that you really don't want to hear. Now everybody wants to come to church and everybody wants to feel good when they're at church and they want to leave the church shouting and dancing but every now and then I ought to tick you off and every now and then you ought to uh, peeve you off and every now and then the preacher, the sermon ought to get on your last nerves every now and then not just because it's longer than you want it to be and not just because you got somewhere else to be that it ought to annoy you but sometimes the content ought to be such that it unnerves you that that you ought to be you ought to get in your car and, and screech out of the parking lot say how who who, who, he th who she thinks she is that's, that's why we talk in parables <laughs> because there are times when the word is like a two-edged sword it cuts and it divides the bone from the marrow. And every now and then the word, we, that, that's why we come and that's why we're talking about Lent. Because there is a time in your life when you ought to say with the old saying, search me, O oh Lord, search me. Let the light from your lighthouse shine on me. And, and you ought to, every now and then this word ought to come and it ought to be like a mirror. It ought to be a mirror up to you. And, and you may not always like what you see and so therefore the preacher has to speak to you in parables and has to speak to you in a roundabout way because Jesus understood that a prophet is not uh, 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 is sometimes without honor in his or her own uh, church amen you can go to all of the other places and preach all over and people give you a standing ovation but at your own church folks can turn up their nose at you they can walk away from you they cannot want to hear it and so you have to come at them the round about way. Parables make people struggle with what you said. And there is a, a reason why sometimes Jesus wants you to struggle with what he has to say. Sometimes you may not get the, you may hear the sermon, but you may not understand it until Wednesday. You may not, under, but, but we like, we want everything to be right there in our laps. We want to understand it, but every now and then you ought to just chew on it. It ought to hit you on Thursday that Reverend Renita was talking about me. You, it ought to hit you on Tuesday that maybe God was, maybe that, that maybe I'm the one that God was talking to. And so God speaks to us. Come on, everybody, in parables.
parables and the parable of the of the ten virgins and the parable of the certain man who went out to sow and some seed fell on thorny ground and some seed uh, fell on shallow ground and some seed fell on rocky ground and some seed fell on good ground there is a reason why you tell it in a parable form come on everybody and the parable of the good Samaritan and the man who uh, 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 who the Samaritan who you did not expect to stop and pick up uh, the man and, and to take care of him because Samaritans were the most despised and so the good people walked by but the Samaritan and so you don't want the good people to be mad at you so you tell the story about the Samaritan I'm talking to you about why Jesus told the story of uh, parables the uh, parable the parable of uh, the parable of the man who sent out people into the vineyard and, and he told him listen you go out and, and you work in my vineyard and I'll pay you one denarii I'll pay you a dollar and those who came at eight o'clock in the morning they worked all day and got a dollar but those who didn't come on the job until four o'clock in the day they came and they got a dollar and at the end those who came at eight o'clock looked at the man and said how dare you we worked all day and, the, and we'd only get a dollar and those who just came at four o'clock he said but I only I promise you a dollar so whether you came at four or whether you came at eight and so Jesus had to tell him a parable that the last shall be first and the first shall be last parables that's why we have to talk to you in parables so that you might chew on it thy word oh lord i i i've got to chew on this word and so jesus tells these parables because it's dangerous to tell people the truth people say they want the truth but don't you believe them they want it a certain way <laughs> They want it with a little sugar on it. You know, you got, you, you know, we all work in, on, off, in offices where you know what you got to tell folks, but you got to say, now I want you to know you've done really a great job. Now, that's when you know they're about to, you know, and I just want you to know, oh, you know, sometimes, sometimes I send out emails and I'm trying to tell folks just what I'm trying to tell them. And then I write out what I'm doing. You didn't do this and how could you do that? And then I let it sit there and then I go back to the email and put it at the top. How are you doing? God bless you today. God is just so good. Oh, I just love how you did. So on, so on, so on. But I got to put that after I done told them what I really wanted to tell them because you can't go straight at them. Sometimes you got to go the roundabout way. And nobody knew this like Jesus. And so he tells the story about a certain man had two sons. And it's the story about being lost. And he's got. There in Luke's gospel, he got three stories about lostness. The story of the, he says there's a, that the kingdom of God is like a, like a shepherd who, went, who left the 99 sheep to go look for one lost sheep. And, 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 and so he tells that pair because he wants to tell them to understand that there's some people are like sheep. They, they just go, they, they just go nibble away from the fold. They, they are stubborn. They are hard headed. They, they, they don't even know that they're in danger. They just stop coming to church. And, and they didn't, you know, cause when you leave, when you, when you don't come one Sunday, you get, you, then you don't come the second Sunday. And then by the third Sunday, it's real good to you. And by the fourth Sunday, and then by, by the fifth Sunday, you don't even remember real hope. And by the sixth Sunday, you don't even know what church 
church is. Amen. Because it gets real comfortable. But then you get out there and you get you, you get flapping in the wind and you, you don't have any barriers anymore. And so Jesus said it's, uh, it's like a shepherd who has to come out and get you because you nibbled away. But thank God for a shepherd who will come and get you when your hard head itself nibbled away. Come on somebody. I'm trying to break the picture. And he says a lost person is like that sheep who got lost nibbling away. And he says a lost is it's like the kingdom of God is like a woman who had coins and there were precious coins and she lost one of them and she tore up the whole house. She, God will tear up the whole house. God will change the whole situation and go find this one coin. And when she finds it, praise God, she calls her whole neighbors together. She said, girl, I couldn't find my glasses. And then I found them and look at the Lord. Come on and give God. Y'all ever, ever been looking for your glasses and they were right on here? You ever look for your cell phone and you had it in your hand? I'm only talking about four people in here. Good God. I told y'all only keep AT&T so that I can call my cell number. I have a line landline so I can call myself because I never know where I put it. And then he says, and the kingdom of God is like a father who had two sons. That's ultimately where I'm, I'm talking to Pharisees and scribes. I'm, sad, I'm, I'm talking to dangerous people who are plotting against my life. So let me tell you, the kingdom of God is like a man who had two sons. And, 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 and one of the sons, are you all, those of you who've ever been in the church in any amount of time, you know the prodigal son story, the story of the son who decided to tell his father, I want my whole inheritance. I'm, I'm leaving here. I don't even want to stay here any longer. I'm trying to go somewhere this morning. And the Bible says that, and the father brokenheartedly gave his son his inheritance. And the Bible says that he went out to a far off land. I'm trying to bring you up. Uh, I, I, and, and there while he was there, he, uh, he was uh, loose living. Turn to somebody and say loose living. Uh, bourbon and brownies. Amen. Loose living. Bourbon and brownies. Loose living. Amen. Uh, loose living. Loose living. Uh, and, and he uh, uh, burned up all of his money. He used all of his money up at, and loose living with prostitutes and, and, and liquor and drinking and gambling and cussing and living any kind of way and the Bible says that when he was down on his luck and had nowhere else to go he found himself in a pig pen because that's what happened uh, with loose living and, that, that, and he was down eating with the pigs one day and he said my God my old father's servants the people who work for my daddy eat better than I am and the Bible says and he got up to go I'm trying to get you to the story here if you don't come to Sunday school here don't come to Bible study but you want only three verses but there are 12 verses before the three verses and so I got to help you with the 12 verses so you can understand the three you really want me to preach and I'm tired amen but if you just come to Sunday school put your hand together for Sunday school Tuesday night Bible study we wouldn't have to preach so long amen and the Bible says that and when the sun got up that's where we're going here this morning when the sun got up and the Bible said he came to himself. I, I want y'all to know I thank God that no matter how far down you get, you just come to yourself. I mean, now it's it like a hone, it's like a honing device. It, you just you lay down in your mess for so long, then you come to yourself. Come on here. The problem ain't, ain't laying down. The problem is when you don't come to yourself. The problem ain't that you a drinker. The problem is that you ain't come to yourself. The problem is not that you are a smoker, but that you ain't come to yourself. Hallelujah to Jesus. 
something within ought to make you come to yourself and say enough how much drinking do you need the Bible said that he that's why the Bible says train a child in which the child should go cause they'll come to themselves if you done put something in them something in you I ain't got to live like this my father is rich my God is rich in houses and land put your hands together and give God some prayer and so the Bible says that that while he was on his way that's all I want to talk about today I can't even read my messages the font is so low but uh, where am I on here so it says that while a long way off the daddy was so excited about seeing a child. That's what the Bible is talking about. That even the people who have been lost and, and those that we have given up on and those who have been in the, with the, in the pig pit, that when the daddy sees him, the Bible says the father uh, was so excited and ran up to him and the boy began to say, I'm not even, and listen to this, the daddy don't even ask no question. Don't ask where you've been. Don't ask what you've been doing. Don't ask what you did with my money. Don't ask how long you've been gone. Don't ask why you come back now. The daddy began to kiss and slather all over the boy. I'm talking about when God sees you. I'm talking about when you come on and join the church. I'm talking about when you give your life to Christ. I'm talking about when we see you standing up here singing and we know what you used to do. I'm talking about everybody being excited for you. Put your hands together and give God some praise. The Bible says, and and the father began to celebrate and say, kill the fatted calf and put some shoes on my boy's feet and give my boy the best robe in the house. I'm talking about that kind of parenting. Well, you know you mad at your child. Well, you know they ain't got the sense they were born with. Well, you know you taught them better. Well, you want to slap them all upside their head. Ah, but when they come to themselves, and why you mad at them anyhow? And why you want to cuss them out anyhow? But you're so glad that they didn't come back home. And you're so glad that they came to themselves. You will lay aside your anger to hug your child and say, welcome back home. Come on and praise God. Some of y'all been the child here. Come on and give God some praise that they let you come back. Come on and give God some praise. And so the Bible said that while they were having a celebration, the older boy, that's where we're going here today. The older boy, this is, this is, you see, there are pastoral preaching and then there's prophetic preaching. There are pastoral parables and then there are prophetic parables. The pastoral parable is that he was lost and then his daddy let him come back home and everybody celebrate. And we are, oh Lord, that's a great parable. We like that because you were lost and now you're found and then nobody asked you any questions. You just came on back home. Now, but the prophetic part is the second half. And there was a son who stayed home. And the Bible said, and when he heard of the noise he came up and, uh, and pulled one of the servants and what's all this noise about and the bible says that the servant told him your brother who was lost has now been found your brother who uh, was dead we now discovered is alive and your daddy has called for the fattest calf and the bible said and he became this is where the prophet this is this is where jesus know now i'm talking to a generation of people uh, they are the 
the ones who don't believe that they're like that son. They believe they're like the son who doesn't come back home. And so I can't tell them that y'all the ones who think that just because you've been with the father for the longest and y'all the one who think that just because y'all on speaking terms with the father and y'all think that just because y'all ain't never left the church and because y'all was here before all them new members came and because y'all were the ones who was the head of this ministry and that ministry and now you're going to let them queer people come in here and take our positions up in here y'all want to think that y'all in the first half of a parable oh, but I'm telling the parable to say maybe you belong to the second half of the parable you is the one who's sitting there saying well, who, I, they, ain't never, they ain't never done nothing there for me they ain't giving me no party they ain't never cut no fatty care for me they ain't never put my name up on the bulletin board come on here and give God some praise you lost and you don't even know it 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 the ones who've been here the longest I ain't never left those who boast about never leaving I ain't smoke like them other people smoking and I don't drink like they drink I don't have about one or two sins and my sin ain't like her sin and ain't nobody ever done that for me up in here and here she just came and we don't even know what her sexuality is but already she up at the communion table giving out the communion uh, I don't know why they do that all of that it don't take all of that believe in all that anyway oh you're lost and you don't even know it we used to be able to just drive up here and park wherever we want to park but now we got to go around the corner and they got them us parking all the way up in here you're lost and you don't even know you're lost come on and give God some praise yeah yeah yeah, yeah, there's always a split in the church between those who've been here. Oh, I tell you, it's a sweet time to be at the raid. I love being at the raid. We got great music. We got a whole heap, a lot of ministers now. Oh, I ain't even got to come to church if I don't want to come to church. We got folk who can take the mic and outdo me. Uh, but there's going to be a division up in here between those who've been here and those who just got here. There's going to be some fight up in here. They just got here day before yesterday. I've been a usher. I've been a pastoral leader. I've been on the security team. But God is saying to you, bring the fatty calf. Kill the fatty calf. We're going to have a party up in here. Because the one who used to be out there, they didn't come home. Come on and give God some praise up in here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's just like in your family. It's just like in your family. Y'all be fighting. Mama ain't even been dead a whole day. But y'all fight. She like you more than she like me. But then you hear what God said. Listen. I love both of y'all. Don't you know? He says, listen. What I have belongs to you too. I'm talking about those of us who like the United Methodist Church this week. It decides that 
is going to vote for the traditionalist plan to excise all LGBTQI people and plus peoples. And they decided that we don't want them in our churches. And so now they got to decide how. But, but it's interesting that the very folks who are voting against the LGBTIQ uh, uh, plus people in the, are the very ones. Some of them are adulterers. And some of them have been married more than once. Them, them the same people who voting against these we didn't found scriptures we didn't find a way to get around the scripture to say you can only have one wife we didn't found scripture to get away get around uh, that even though you're an adulterer we didn't found scriptures to let women into the church but this is this here this one scripture this here one scripture is forever ever 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 and the very ones who are voting against it are sinners themselves are liars themselves are hopemongers themselves come on and give God some praise are adulterers themselves you better mind how you treat God's people lost and you don't even know lost in the house but don't know the father in the house but don't even know God you ain't gone nowhere but you might as well have been gone you didn't leave nowhere you are the ones who you know the Bible I know what God wants I know God says that that's a sin I know that that's the problem with those who are traditional conservative ones the ones who think that they know the Bible and they know God because they ain't never done what them other people here on the front row done done over here oh come on here somewhere but let me tell you about this crowd over here on this front row over here they done lied and they done cheated come on here somebody and I'm talking about my old self somebody you who are without sin cast the first and I ain't even saying that's a sin come on and give God some praise don't confuse my identity with my sin they ain't got one don't have nothing to do with the other some people like a light and some people like a dark and some people like a hot and some people like a cold come on and give God some praise but here it's the crux of the story. My God in heaven, you got to tell him a parable. When we got ready to move over to Ray of Hope, we had to tell you a parable. We bought a little book called Our Iceberg is Melting. That's the only way we got you Negro over here. We was in a 900 seat church with about 44 folks, but then nobody want to leave because this is where we supposed to be. And this is where God called us to be. It don't matter that if you turn on the heat, it not only heated the sanctuary of a 900 seat, but it heated up the whole building. It don't matter that we didn't have money for the youth ministry. It didn't matter that we didn't have money to give to children when they went off to college. It didn't matter that we didn't have, but us is over here. So we brought you a little book called Our Iceberg is Melting. So that when you read the book, you can see which penguin you were. And were you the penguin amen who is always saying our iceberg is not melting are we one of the penguins that said well maybe it's melting but it's not melting as fast as you think it's melting and all oh, we had to use a parable to get your behind from over there to over here 
because you did not want to leave. And you couldn't be told straight up. I had to tell you a children's story so you could see which one am I? The worst part of the story about the, the son who stayed home. I'm talking to those of us who's never, who's, who believe in traditional values. I'm talking to those of us who are self-avowed conservatives, who just like it the old way. And God knows you could tell I'm old enough that I love it that way too. But just because you've been with the father the longest doesn't mean you know him the best. Just because you don't, just because you can't assume you know God. God is a spirit. And God will welcome in whosoever God. And when God welcomes people in, God doesn't just welcome in with a little, uh, we welcome you in the joy of the Lord to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord. When the Lord welcomes them in, the Lord welcomes them in with noise and with celebration and with shouts of joy. But here is the ending of the story and why I don't have no energy to hoop you into the next part. The story ends. You see, you see, you see, let's see because you know Reverend she can't tell she can't tell you the, she always got to come around she got another story before she get to the so I hate movies I hate go, how much do movies cost these days about $12 about $12 let me tell you why I don't go see movies because I hate how they end you see in the olden days there was an ending you know you ended and they died and they got married and they never went back again uh, well they tied it up but now with movies now they can end and you're like is it is it over well why they got that why, 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 why they got the credits going on we don't know what she gonna do with her that's why i just keep my tail home because i'm tired of movies that don't have an ending this parable has no ending. When we last hear the boy, he's standing at the door trying to decide if he's going to go in and if he's going to stay out. The Bible doesn't say what he decides to do. Daddy said, I have always loved you and what's mine is yours. But just, but I'm not like you. I can love him and you at the same time. Most of us believe that people can only love one person at a time. We believe that our parents only love one child at a time. But the father says, I love both of y'all. And there's a reward for you not going anywhere. And there's a reward for him coming back. There's a reward, reward for you being consistent. And then there's a reward for him coming to himself. There's a reward for you but always staying by my side. And then there is a reward for him but saying, realizing that he could do better than this. There's a reward for you who've been in here a long time. And then there is a reward for those who just came day before yesterday. Come on here and give God some praise. And God says, I can do all those things. Come on and give God some praise. I'm so glad that God don't have just five M&Ms. I'm so glad that God
God says the cattle on a hill belongs to me. And I can feed this one and I can feed that one. And I can take care of this one and I can take care of that one. And I can still have more for the rest of y'all. Come on and give God some praise. Jesus says I came that all y'all might have a right to the tree of life. I want you to praise God right now that God makes no difference between those who came yesterday and those who came day before yesterday come on and praise God and help me right up in here if you're glad that you just came to yourself you ought to stand on your feet and those of you who've been with God for a long time you ought to stand on your feet come on and praise God just worship God in the place right now thank you Jesus says I died for you and for you and for you and for you come on and praise God praise God for those of us who just got here come on and praise God for those of us who've been here a long time praise God for those who just got here last Sunday give God some praise and for those who've been here 20 years give God some praise hallelujah as long as you get in the house when you see the light comes on as long as you come on in the house Come on and praise God. Come on in the house, baby. Come on in the house, baby. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for us. Thank you, Jesus, for saving us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Whoever you are, I tell you, it's the only parable that has no ending. Because Jesus is saying to you right now, decide. Are you going to sit out there and mumble? Or are you going to come on in? Are you going to sit out there and complain and compare and say, how come them people? And so the father invites the son. But the parable ends and we never know what the son decided because there are some people who can be in your house but that don't mean they're a part of the fold they're a member of the ray but they don't have the spirit of the ray they drive here but they don't love here they come here but they don't worship God here their name is on the road but they refuse to surrender. They're like the, the son who stayed home. After all I done done. Don't you feel that way sometimes with God? After all I've done. How could you? And God says, don't you know? I've got a reward for you. I haven't left you. Come on and praise God. Somebody needs to hear that. Come on. Some of you, you haven't sinned not because you are a saint. You just been scared. You ain't never been no risk taker. You ain't taking no risk. But you just sit there and point fingers at everybody else. But you know you kind of wish you could. Uh, you just wonder what it was like. And this son, mad because his brother 
done done all that and he still gets to come back home and no he don't just we don't let you just join and then sit over there until we decide you can sing in the choir we let you join come on up and sing baby no discrimination whosoever will let them come come on and give God some praise it only seems unfair when you are the one who resents but if you've ever been the one who was in the gutter if you've ever been the one who was eating with the pigs if you was ever the one who spent all your resources on wine and marijuana you is happy you just happy that they let you in come on and give God some praise come on those of you who know what it is to sleep with pigs come on and give God some praise say I ain't studying the rest of them but I'm going to give God some praise hallelujah don't think that just because I'm preaching that I don't know about pigs oink 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 I do know about pigs up in here oh yes I do and the only reason I can preach is because I remember coming to myself. I remember being in places and with people and I let me get my clothes on and come to myself. Do I have a witness in here? Woo, Lord have mercy. What was I thinking? What was I thinking? But I thank you, Lord, that I came to myself. Come on and praise God that you came to yourself. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Oh, Sister Rosalind, when I see him now, he ain't got no teeth and he got white socks on. And I said, what was I thinking? Thank you! Thank you! That I came to myself. There ain't nothing wrong with white socks for somebody else. Anybody here know what I'm talking about? Anybody here could just say, God, I thank you for where you brought me from. I thank you. Come on, everybody who want to say thank you for where you brought me from, for what I used to do. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Hallelujah to Jesus. I was lost, but I came home. I was outside, but I came on in. And I want to say thank you that you let me into the door. And I want to say thank you that you made a way out of nowhere. And I want to say thank you that you gave me a seat on the front row. And I want to say thank you that you cleaned me up a little bit. And I just want to say thank you that you washed away my sins. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Talking to the lost people. Come on and just praise God for 30 seconds. Come on and praise God for 30 seconds. 
was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. There's been a great change, a great change, a great change in me. Everybody, all hands lifted. All hands lifted. Hallelujah, Jesus. Talking to the lost. Those of us who's sitting outside. There's a party going on and you sitting outside. There's a celebration in the house of God and you sitting outside. There is fellowship and welcoming and the fatty calf. Son, come on in. Are you standing outside judging and mad and angry and finger pointing and pulling up scripture on everybody but the party is going on in the inside and you calling up the book of Ephesians and the book of Leviticus and you talking about who going to hell but there's a party going on six things that the Lord hate and seven things that the Lord detests and not one of them has to do with sexuality I hate lying and I hate killing I hate rumor mongering and I hate stealing but it never says anything about sexuality God says I detest your lying I detest your finger pointing I detest you taking rumor from one side of the church to the other side saying have you heard that's what I despise care nothing about your sexuality sexuality comes and goes don't none of us know what we is until we get to that just say well maybe I'll try this I'm talking like I'm 60 now but I ain't always been 60 this thing is crazy fluid mysterious that's between you and God but give me a clean heart give me a clean heart give me a clean heart so that I might serve thee Lord lift my hands so that I might worship you just give me a clean heart. I want you to come now by the same. I don't want to stand outside. I don't want to stand outside. Come, come in quickly. Come on, the light is on. Mama say, when you see the light, come on. You better be in the house. If you hear the sound of my voice and you've been lost, you've been on the outside, you've just been judging, you just don't know what you want to give church a chance. You're mad at preachers, you're mad, you're mad, you've got all that hurt. But today, God says, it's the first Sunday in March. Come and come quickly. 